first class trip across the Atlantic. Make sure you put them laces out. I've been out and about, and I'm loud, cause I found another sound, and I'll pound on the ground for my guys across the pond. Kick is matter, that's their song. Trust me when that word is gone. Y'all can clap, clap, sing along, but. On a wheel, they got some real deal analysis Take the wheel, I think I feel like a catalyst For this build, you know your boy is never out of it Matter of fact, I think I'll go and win a championship KMWO, KMWO, man you know how this go Yeah, KMWO, kick his matter world order Man, y'all already know, let's go Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Kickers Matter Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined, as ever, by... Well, he's, he's Mr. Happy tonight. Um, Mr. J- Mr. Jamie Byram, how are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm feeling better now that I'm the first introduced. I feel like I'm back in my place after the, uh, <laughs> the last episode. Back in no, your no, place. No, 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 no offence, newbie. It's, it's it was only, only because, because there was background noise. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's only because Tim is sitting in an airport in America somewhere. Um, surrounded by the coronavirus, by all accounts. Oh, definitely. Um, in more ways than one. So, um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Hello, guys. How are we doing? Yeah, I'm all good. Um, as as um, we introduced it last week, the uh, Steve Rains snack corner. I, 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 I've already had my dinner tonight, so my snack, would be, well, Steve would be proud of it. I had a dirty doner kebab and chips and loads of mayonnaise over it. <laughs> um, JV, what are you currently eating there? I'm currently eating a Tesco salted caramel munch bar. So it's kind of like the size of a little breakfast kind of bar thing that was going to get me through the podcast until I have my dinner. And I'd recommend them. They're bloody nice. And they're good price. You get like six in a little box. Like not, not really a Steve snack that though, is it? I, I think Steve would grade that as about what about an F? It's got the chocolate, sl- chocolate and caramel in it. Who doesn't love that? Wow, wow. <laughs> and and Tim is um well Tim is drinking the coronavirus. <laughs> I've got the coronavirus on the go. I'm finishing off a burrito. I've got some Reese's miniature peanut butter cup yeah. and a banana. I am. The, the last one's too healthy. He's ruined yeah, it with it's the just banana. Of the, it's it. just because of the virus going around. It's a way of protecting yourself, lads. No, 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 no. You're wrong, mate. <laughs> banana isn't the way. Lime is. Lime always makes a corona better. <laughs> Gets rid of the flies. Exactly. I like it. I like it. But I'm, I think I'm on a high rate in here just because of the burrito and the uh, and the Reese's, to be honest. Plus the fact you're I probably think Steve would be happy with that. Because you've got the, the coronavirus. You've obviously yeah. got it. You're in an yeah. airport. I'm in an airport. Got no mask. Masks yeah. don't do anything. They're useless. Basically, you just got you just got to wash your hands. After everything. Right. It can, it's, isn't it transferred in like fluid? So if you... It can be like all the fluids. You are fluids in your eyes and things. So if you touch your eyes and you should wash your hands. So speaking of that, did you see that Iranian... Um, like vice president guy who's got it or whatever or like the health secretary and he's like there on the podium like wiping his head like oh god no yeah. I didn't do that it sounds lovely yeah um, they'll probably blame Trump for that to be fair <laughs> just blame Boris <laughs> um, so tonight we're gonna get into the combine a bit who our favourite rookie players are heading into the dynasty rookie drafts coming up um but first of all, tonight, we're going to take a look at last year's beer bets and how bad they were. Jamie? Yeah, they were interesting to, to, uh, to look back on and, and note who won and who lost on them. I will do kind of a, a tally and put it on, on the, the, um, the Twitter handle at some point next week. But I haven't done it now. But I think it's just going to be fun to go through them all. Um, Tim, there's a few with you in here. Um, 
mostly with myself, Jack and Steve, but you can have a good laugh at them, mate. You can have a good laugh at them. Um, let's yeah, have a quick look. This coming year is the big one for me. Exactly, yeah. You've really, you've really got to put your mark down and, and have some good ones. Geronimo Allison, number one receiver, mate. That's the one. Funnily enough, Geronimo <laughs> Allison isn't, wasn't one of my beer bets. How? I have no idea. Right, let's have a look at the first one. Let's look at Steve's, what Steve did. Steve said, Derek Henry finishes the year as a top 15 running back in standard scoring. Any guess where he finished, boys? In standard scoring? In standard. And only you, Jack. Only you took him up on this. Yeah, Steve... Uh, Tim, you said fourth. Where do you think, Jack? He was second, wasn't really? he? In standard, he's, he finished fourth. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, Jack, uh, you took him up on that. I didn't. Uh, Steve won it. <laughs> um, an interesting one. Ryan Finley scores more fantasy football points than Case Keenum. Uh, that was another one by Steve. Jack didn't take him up. I took him up on that. The answer is no. Ryan Finley did not score more points. So I won that. Steve lost. Um, Mark Andrews finishes his top tight end, top six tight end or better. Um, me and you both took him up on that, Jack. Um, and he finished. He finished third. <laughs> yeah, that that's a Steve won that. That's not too good. Yeah. Um, this is a bold one by Steve. Um, Juju finishes the the uh, wide receiver one. <laughs> we both took him up on that. Any ideas where he finished? 23rd. Tim? 15th. 62nd. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's quite far off the mark. Uh, let's get another one from Steve. Dak finishes above Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Me and you both took him up on that, Jack. And, he won uh, it, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Dak finished third. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we we Steve won that one, Steve and the last pants down there. The, the last one, Albert Wilson finishes the year as a top twenty-four wide yeah, receiver in not in half point PPR. We both took him up on that, and he lost. <laughs> Albert Wilson was poor due to injuries, really. Um, right, next one is you. This was a bold one by you, Jack. Uh, I, I was very bold. In well, not well. I'm not going to say it's bold. It, you just kind of. Yeah, he's got a bit unlucky. You said Carryon Johnson would be a top ten running back in PPR. He, he was on course to be. Yep. Um, I was. I took you up on that. Steve didn't. Any ideas where he finished? Forty first. Tim. Thirty sixth. Fifty eight. Only forty. Only forty eight places out of the top ten. He, he was on course to be a top ten running back though. Well, after one week. No, after the first few weeks that he had, he was on course to be a top ten running back if it if it continued that trend. Unfortunately, he didn't, and you lost. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, the next one is mine, um, and I, the, you boys laughed at me on this, and I remember this. You and Steve both took me up on Devontae Adams would not be a top five wide receiver in standard scoring. Any idea where he finished? Six. <laughs> Tim, where do you think Devontae Adams finished in standard? You've got your smug face on, so yeah, four. Slightly. No, I said he wouldn't finish as a top five. He oh, finished sorry, 20, sorry. He, he finished twenty sixth. Oh. I know. He was injured. Oh, he was injured a couple of couple for a couple of games with his turf toe. So I won that. You boys lost. Uh, yeah, this one. Injuries. Yeah, IR. Jack Dawes. This was by Jack and Steve. Jack Dawes scores more fantasy football points nice. than Eric Ebron. <laughs> In any scoring. And okay. I can tell you one thing, mate. It was bloody close. <laughs> so both of you won. I obviously took you up on that one. Um, um, I had uh, Robbie Anderson outscores Alan Robertson in half point PPR. Um, you and Steve both took me up on that. And you both won. Uh, Robbie Anderson finished 38th. And uh, Alan Robertson finished 10th. Alan Robertson's a beast. Do, do you admit it now? <laughs> no. QB proof. No. He's QB proof. He's just proved it to you that he's QB proof. No. He's Andre Hopkins is QB proof. Adam Robinson is a fantastic route runner. I'm not denying that. I'm just not his biggest fan. You're wrong. <laughs> what for not being a fan? No, you're just wrong. 
<laughs> so yeah, I lost that one. Um, the next one was, and we all know how bullish I was on this guy from the back end of last year and all through the off season. Uh, Will Disley outscores David Njoku in half point PPR. You and Steve both took me up on that. And even with him being on IR, Disney and, did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Disley finished 32nd. <laughs> uh, Njoku finished 74th. <laughs> Big bounce back season for Njoku this year. Yeah, I don't see it. He's a buy low. He's, he's a needs to be traded. <laughs> Uh, Jack, um, you had Curtis Samuel outscores DJ Moore in PPR. Yeah. Me and Steve both took you up on that. Um, Curtis Samuel finished 34th. DJ Moore finished 12th. There was so much hype around Curtis Samuel in the offseason, so I can see where you went from that. Don't believe in it this year, people. He sounds like it seems like he's a training camp hero. <laughs> can, can, just, just on that, if, if they get a decent QB in there, Samuel's value rises. The thing is, DJ Moore's that good that he's still getting a lot of points. I'm I'm still a little bit of a believer in in Samuel because I had a couple of leads and he didn't do too badly. It was was too sporadic. You could use him. He was a wide receiver three, a low-end wide receiver three. You could certainly use him. Let's have a look. Uh, the next one, um, which one was for me? Jack, you did not take me up on that. You agreed with me on this. Steve took me up on it. Jarvis Landry outscores OBG, OBJ in PPR. Bad, I took you up on it. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't take me up on it. I didn't. I thought no, I didn't. no, no. You agreed with me. You said Landry would, and Landry yeah, finished fourteenth, yeah. and uh, yeah. OBJ finished twenty ninth. Yeah. So clever you and clever me. Uh, Jack Carson Wentz would finish the fantasy year as QB one. Didn't happen. No, we both took you up on that, me and Steve, and he finished 10th. I think I think he's going to have a, a nice year this year. Yeah, he will. He's yeah. a big bounce back. Um, this year. My one, next one, was Kenny Stills outscores Albert Wilson in P, in half-point PPR. You and Jack, uh, you and Steve both took me up on it. Uh, Kenny Stills finished, finished 56th. Albert Wilson finished 86th. So I won that one. I think Albert Wilson was a bit of a fantasy darling last year. Yeah, after the the year he had, the, the back end of the previous year. Careful, like, Devontae Parker owners. Yeah, I'm I'm I would much prefer to take Preston Williams uh, Preston Williams later. Yep. Um, Jack, your next one was Michael Gallup will outscore Amari Cooper in PPR. Myself and Steve both took you up on that, and we both won. Gallup finished in thirtieth. Cooper finishing 10th. So, solid by Amari Cooper as a low-end wide receiver one, and Gallup was a middle wide receiver three. Um, next one by me is John Brown is a top 25 wide receiver in standard scoring. You and Steve both took me up on it. He finished 14th, so I won that one. Nice. Smokey. Uh, next one is by you. David Montgomery will be a top 15 running back in PPR. I took you up on that. He finished 25th. And uh, the phrase, fuck the Bears, just for you. <laughs> they really <laughs> did not do a good job there. Um, next one by me is Jameson Crowder outscores Corey Davis in PPR. You and Steve took me up on that. Um, Crowder finished in with 177 points and Davis finished with 107. So I won that one. Oh, this one was a tight one. You took me up on this, Jack. Steve did. Chris Carson is a top 10 running back in half-point PPR. Where did he finish? Where do you think, Jack? In half-point PPR? Yeah. Well, you've got the smug look on your face. I've, so. got no, I've got no look on my face. It is blank. I'm going to go 12th. Tim, where do you think Carson finished in half-point? 18th. Chris Carson finished 10th. <laughs> so I just... Just about got that. That was a tight one. Um, right, Jack said Darwin Thompson outscores Damian Williams in PPR. Didn't happen. Yeah. No, me and Steve took you up on that one. Um, I was close on this next one. Uh, you and Steve both took me up on it. Cooper Cup scores 12 touchdowns this year. He scored 10 in like the first probably eight weeks and then yes. did nothing for the rest of the yeah. season. Like the Rams so, offense. Yeah, yeah, so you and, you and Steve won that one. And then we, I did a combo one at the end. 
Um, I had both of you took me up on this actually. I had Josh Allen as a top fifteen QB. He finished sixth. Chris Carson is a top ten in half point PPR. He finished tenth. Austin Hooper is a top six Q- tight end in PPR. He finished sixth. And fuck the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. I had Didi Westbrook as a top twenty in half point. Oh, and he finished forty second. So I lost. You and Steve won that one. Uh, this is the first one with Tim. Michael Thomas outscores Julio in PPR. Myself, Jack and Steve all took him up. And uh, Michael Thomas finished first and yeah, Julio finished lost. fourth. Well, yeah. welcome, welcome to the game, Tim. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'll do the mid-season ones in a minute. Maybe not so much welcome, mate. Um, this is a funny one. I said both Jack and Steve took me up on this. Andy Dalton outscores Kirk Cousins in points per game. Who do you think won? Cousins. He's got a smug look on his face. He no, I'm, I'm, this is literally, I'm not. It's got to be Cousins. So I think I've said Andy Dalton and both of you have said Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah, but your face is saying Dalton. Yeah, which means I would be right if it was Dalton. So what's the it, answer? It was a tie. Sixteen point six nine fantasy points per game average. So, yeah. See, I wasn't smug. I just didn't lose, but <laughs> I, I just didn't win either. So you were smug. No, how many, how many games did Dalton play? Enough. Eight. That was that was my 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 theory going into it is Dalton won't play the whole season. He'll bang up some massive games, and Cousins will just be average the whole way through the season, and I'll win it. <laughs> or they run the ball a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Didn't work though, so that was a tie. Um, Jack, um, you had two week one bets, which I took you up on. You had Miami to beat the Baltimore Ravens in week one. Uh, I don't know. No. And you also had the Giants to beat the Cowboys in week one. Uh, I didn't happen either. No. Um, I had the, the Falcons would beat the Saints in New Orleans this year. Um, both of you took me up on that and we smashed the hell out of them. So I won that. And the last one, which I think is a, a pearler of a beer bet. This was from Tim. Tim said Mitch Trubisky would be a top 12 QB in a week. I can't remember which week it was, but whatever week it was, we both took him up and it, it, and it absolutely sunk like a brick. So, yeah. Great. That was, that was I think he had minus points that week. It was, it was horrendous. So don't just don't do a Mitch Trubisky one. I think what we'll do is we'll probably do get our beer bets in a week or two before the start of the season. And we'll have it all properly same like this and uh, I'm going to work out who owes what at some point on this so I look forward to it yeah it should be interesting I'm quite looking forward to making up getting some um, some more beer bets for this year actually because it was good fun thinking of those ones yeah we'll do that near the season oh yeah <laughs> um, right so we've got some list of questions here um, this one's from Kev 1973 40-yard dash times for Judy, Lamb, Rager, Swift, Ruggs, Chenault. Um, also, do you think Ruggs will break the record held by John Ross? Um, I'll start with the latter. I, I think Ruggs will break the record. There's talk he's going to run a 4.2, very low 4.2. Um, um, as for the times, I just... I don't really know, I don't really know to answer this, Bill. So I think you... From from your running back, what are you looking for? A 4-4, four, four, something like that? And then from your wide receivers, you're looking at... I think 4-4 four, four for a running back is pretty good, isn't it? So you're looking between 4-4 four, four and 4-6 four, for your running back, sorry. And then for your wide receivers... Yeah, I was going to say nothing back. lower than a 4-6. No, no, no. no. Um, I think Chenault will blow up the combine. Um, he, he is a stud. I mean, he, he, he could play running back, the size of him as well. Um, I mentioned that on the Debbie podcast with Jason the other day about Chanel. Um 
I think I think between him and Rugs that they will they will blow up the combine. Can't, can't disagree with anything you've said there. Yeah, agreed. Um, um, uh, what I would say is that don't read too much into the forty-yard dash. There's there's other things at the combine that mean more. Um, Unless your name's Elijah Holyfield, and you're probably still running the forty-yard dash. I'll <laughs> <laughs> I'll say one thing about the combine. I don't care what they do in the combine. I generally do not care. If just watch the tape, watch their tape rather than the combine. Don't get all kind of bigged up and oh my god, I've had an amazing, amazing combine. Like who is it? Defensive wise, probably I think the Jets took him. Oh, must be what like ten years ago, Vernon Golston or something. Remember him? He blew up the combine, combine, and just did bugger all. You I think that about uh, Ross, couldn't you, John Ross for the Bengals? Yeah, I, mean, I just I think this the the exact the, the, the execs and the head coaches who go into the combine. A lot of more of it is a lot of it. I'm guessing is going to be due down to kind of meeting them meeting the players that's going to be the important thing getting the medicals done all everything else just trust your eyes on the tape you don't need to see them running around cones see them running around players see you'll see a lot of the head coaches will be there and some of the the actual co- the scouting staff won't be there so i think they already kind of know and i think most of it's about the meeting even though it's like what 15 minutes so. I, don't, I, I think mm. you can take certain things out of the combine, but um, don't read. There's other, like I say, the forty-yard dash is to me just a spectacle. Um, I would. There's other things that, that they do at the combine that I read more into than the forty-yard dash itself. It's the overall spark score that, that slightly interests me. Um, yeah. Things like what Kasiki came out with. I know he's not blowing it up, but he's he's reaching that right area of a tight end now. Um, yeah. I, he's the I think you can get a lot from the overall yeah. score. Yeah, he's the highest spark scoring player ever, Kaziki. Um I, I, I agree. I, I, it's, that's something I look at, the spark scores. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if anything, go if you want to know more about the combine, I'd go and give Jason a follow who does our website stuff and uh, does Devi stuff for us so I'd go and give him a follow because he is a bit more clued on than any of us three really are about the combine I would say yeah that spreadsheet's uh, great as well where he uses all the different scoring me- mechan- uh, mechanics and different things the dominator score that that's fascinating that he's he's brought that together it's a useful bit, yeah. of, bit of kit that he's built his rankings on so I found that really useful over the past week agreed um, and a question here from NFL fan Wales, which is Reese. Um, what would be your ideal landing spot for Love, Herbert, or Eason? Um, I'll start with Herbert. I want him to go to the Chargers. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think an interesting spot would be the Colts. I think Rivers I was going to say the Colts. The Colts. I, I, I think Rivers goes to the Colts. I think, I think wherever he, I think wherever he goes, he doesn't start the season as the, the QB one. No, but the Chargers are talking about starting Tyrod. <laughs> um, I I think Love's an interesting one because he's a very mobile quarterback, much like Lamar Jackson. So it's an interesting one where he will land. I'm just trying to think of a team that would suit someone like that. Maybe the Patriots. Mm. It's, it's interesting. You've also got to think about what QBs they might have. So would the Saints be interested if they can get him later in the draft, for example? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know where he's, where he's going to get picked. But you've got to look at... Bears. Yeah, they could draft you, mate, and you'd be an upgrade. <laughs> he hates Trubisky. <laughs> Trash Bisky. Um, well, while we're on the subject of the combine, let's just quickly dive in. I want each of you to give me a player that you are watching out for at the combine. Um, for fantasy, really. <laughs> you really want mine? Yeah, well, here we go. Is it a kicker? No. 
if I'm honest, I'm not. I haven't seen a huge amount of. Uh, I'm not going to be seeing a huge amount of the combine, but I'm, I'll be interested to see. I can't even remember how to pronounce this guy's name, but I was big on him at the start of last year. The Titan, um, Al- Albert. Titan Albert O, big Albert O. Let's put it that way. He's there we go. Yeah, big Albert O. I'd just be interested to see because I think he'll probably get drafted late. He 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 had a great season, college season, the, the one before this. Um, and then right, no, I'm not sure, exactly sure what happened this year. He didn't produce as much as well as the season before, and his draft stock has dropped massively. So I think he will be a interesting project and prospect for someone to pick up, probably fifth or sixth round. He is currently my tight end number four. Um, <laughs> so you, you can take him. Double thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> um, Tim, who, who, who's your guy? Barrington Evans. Um, interested to see what, what, what comes out of him. Um, I think there's a lot of upside with him. So seeing how, how his spark score comes out, that's an interesting one. And um, CEH, Bad Edward Zillair, or whatever, however you say it. Um, Can't just protect save his life. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's, gonna, there's a role for him in, in the oh, NFL. Definitely. And the best place for him to go with and the NFL. Maybe for fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see him doing like um, an echo job somewhere. So I think, he, I think he's got enough. You get him out in the open. He's he's got, he's going to point score, so I'm I'm interested to see how he tests and how he interviews. That that'll be a that'll be a big spot because he he's going to have to answer the question about his pass protection a lot. So yep. we'll only we won't get to see any of that information, but it'll come out after the draft that he's got the right response. He's willing to work on it, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And a team's drafted him, knowing that he's got that problem, and they have to fix it somehow, whether or not that scheme or training, it it'll get fixed. Because he's got the talent. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I do like, I do like him, but just his pass protection is poor, to say the least. Very poor. Um, just quickly, Jack, before you jump in with yours, I just want to pronounce the gentleman's name exactly okay. how it should be. Big Albert Okweng Banam, Mizzou Tigers. So I think I might have got that right, or I might have butchered it. Either way, yeah, him. Um. The player I'm most looking forward to seeing at the combine is um, a running back called Zach Moss. Um, he's a big boy, very, very violent runner. If you ever remember Thomas Rawls, the way he used to run, I know he used to get banged up a lot. Um, this is how this guy runs. He's very violent. Um, would suit Seattle, Jamie. I know you'd hate that with Chris Carson, but he would suit. It suit that run style. Would he suit? And this is just off the top of my head, thinking now. Would he suit Tennessee if they decide not to keep hold of Henry? 100%. Is he like Melvin Gordon? Without um, the pass-catching skills? Because for me, if they don't, if Henry goes to them and says, we, I want everything, I would... I, they, I would they get yeah, potentially. And then and you, and you can probably get Melvin Gordon for cheaper. But would they would they potentially draft a Moss? Well, I think you're going to get someone. They're, they're like not moving But they, I, I don't think they will either. But I think no. I think you'd get Moss in the third or the fourth round. Um, like I say, he's a big boy, very very violent runner. Um, I, the ideal spot would be Seattle. He would would he not? Would he not be seen in Ravens if they didn't go for Ingram? No, I don't think they got, they got Gus Edwards. And Gus they, the got just, they got Justice Hill, mate. Um, I, I don't think it'd suit that system. To be, I, it, it, it just literally. I'm not going to say anymore. And just go and watch the tape, and then you wait. You watch the way he runs, and then you'll just go Seattle. You will go Seattle. Is that running back? Cool. Um, There's going to be a, a Gus the Bear bet this year. I can just smell it. You've mentioned him on the last three pods, Jamie. Yeah, damn right there will be. Well, Jamie's going to draft him everywhere. <laughs> I'm just having a look at... You know in the, the, the Devi League that... Um, um, I was saying about this, talking Jason. about Devi League. Talking yeah. about Devi League, I just had to, in the start-up one for KMD, I just had to um, 
draft Damian Williams. Oh, it really hurt me. It really, really hurt me. I think it'll be alright, mate. It's my third running back. So, yeah, there's nothing I, wrong with that. I, 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 dra- I, I, I drafted Ch- uh, Travis Etienne. So, I've got um, my running back for next year to replace nice. Damian Williams. <laughs> Um, what was you going to say? About I've got Najee Harris. Yeah, I saw you. I was, I was going to get him. He was my next pick. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, Jamie, about um, Debbie? No, I was. I was. Uh, ignore that. I, it wasn't the Debbie. I was thinking about the college redraft that we did. I was wondering who had. If I, for some reason, I thought I might have had um, Zach, but I didn't. I didn't. I was just having a quick check. That was good fun, yeah. actually, that one. Well, well, the combine starts tomorrow, so um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing some of these guys test out. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to some rookie drafts. Sleeper, get your act together. The, the important thing is I've got bigger hands than Joe Burrow. Apparently. And, uh, I keep seeing nine inches or something for his and, hands. And less hair. Oh, miles. Masses <laughs> of less hair. Right, boys, we're going to um, take a look at Dynasty roster that's been sent in to us. Um, so if anyone out there has got a Dynasty roster they want us to take a look at, please do send them over and we'll, we'll do them on the pod. Um, it's, so this was, it's always good fun to batter someone's team. Yeah. Well, first, first of all, we're going to batter the app that's being played on. Um, Flea Flicker. God. Uh, <laughs> but this, this is from Liam Morrissey. So... Um, I'll, I'll read it out as I've got it here. So this is the starting roster. Ryan Tannehill, Raheem Mostert, Jordan Howard, Devontae Parker, Robbie Anderson, Chris Godwin, Stefan Diggs, Tyler Higby. Um, and then on the bench, we've got Sam Darnold, David Montgomery, Latavius Murray, David Johnson, Peyton Barber, Chase Edmonds, Malcolm Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, and Deontay Johnson. Um Bench continued. Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Paris Campbell, Campbell, sorry, Johnny Smith, Vance McDonald, Rob Gronkowski, Kaliri Waring on the IR spot, and we've got JJ Arcega Whiteside in the taxi spot. Um, this team actually won the league. Um, it's got all five rookie picks for next year, and it's picking at one point ten. Uh, this is also point five PPR. Um, scoring settings so boys what, what do we think needs work here and well a glaring one for me is the running backs but I, I, I agree I'm just having a quick look are you guys let's, let's have a look at QBs quickly are you happy with Tannehill and Darnold I'm happy with Darnold I'd sell Tannehill yeah his value's high if you can, what he is. if you can I would maybe wait until he, he gets a new contract but I would agree I would sell him. Just it's when, when, when a player signs a big contract, the buzz is around and the value will, will increase. Um, okay, so yeah, we're all kind of happy with Darnold, Darnold there. I think he could probably... It's an area to strengthen for me. I don't think yeah. Darnold is an ideal QB, QB1 for him. Um, so what are his running backs like? He's got... Um, Dave Montgomery, Murray, David Johnson, Barber, Edmonds, Malcolm Brown, Mostart and Howard. As you said, Jack, he he yeah, he needs a, he needs another running back. I I would sell Raheem Mostart again, another one that's gonna be um his value is at its highest as it is now. So I, th- I think his value's dropped. Only well, from, from, just... from his highest, because I've seen people pay first-round picks for him. No one's paying a first-round pick now. If you get a second-round pick for him, I think I'd still take it right now, because I don't... I, I just don't think he'll be the starting running back. Um, and you've I'd probably picked him off a I'd wait, take a, a so... first for him. If, if you, you can get, get it, a first yeah. for him, yeah, take that. Maybe package up a couple of them. I, I, I tell you what, I really like Deontay Johnson. Um, so I, I would be inclined another 
sell high candidate here, Devonte Parker. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And uh, we it was mentioned earlier on. Try and get down in the draft a bit more. Maybe you can package him with the one point ten to move down. I don't know and get a player back as well. You see what I mean, Jamie? Yeah, uh, I think that that works. Um, I think you you you're either you've got to sell one of your studs. So, you know, you, you're looking at a Diggs, a Godwin, and you, you're trying to package up, maybe get one of those back, get an average wide receiver and a, a, a stud running back for someone like Godwin. I, I'm uh, thinking, I, I don't know. I'm thinking if you sell Devontae Parker in the 1.10 to the person who's got the 1.1 or the 1.2 for... Uh, and get Curtis Samuel or someone like that back, I think... I'd be taking that deal. And then taking yeah. one of these rookie running backs at the 1.2 or the 1.1. You think somebody's letting the 1.1 or 1.2 go for that? Well, it depends what their team needs. Maybe they're, maybe they're not as needy as uh, at RB. So if they're needy at wide receiver, they're probably looking at Devontae Parker as someone that they want. Yeah, or would you try and package some something up for somebody whose values dropped a little bit? Maybe like a Kamara. Could you, yeah, maybe, could you package yeah, you the one ten yeah. most for that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think you'd be looking at Devontae Parker and the one ten for Kamara or something like that. But yeah, you certainly yeah. could do a move like that. Um, because one thing with this team is, I don't see it needing wide receiver. Like I say, I think Deontay Johnson will take a big step forward. Um, he's a lot older than people think, actually, don't they, Johnson? Coming to the league quite late. Um, you've got Paris, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell's got yeah, value. Like. And you've, I, I, still, I still believe in JJ outside, get white side. Alshon Jeffrey won't be there. So, um, And, I, I, you know, I, I, this team is stacked at wide receiver. It's playing two wide receivers in the flex spot. So if you, you could... If David Montgomery takes a step forward, you could put David Montgomery in the flex. You could package Parker in the 1.10 for Kamara. And then you've got your running back as well. I like that. I like that. And you've got, you've got Fitz, who's a serviceable wide receiver, two, three. I'd be selling him. Oh. You're, not, yeah. you're not getting anything, anything that's worthwhile for him, in my opinion. I'd rather just have him sit on the bench... To, to play him when he's at home occasionally. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the same with someone like David Johnson, actually. I I, I would not sell him now. If I've got no. him on my roster, I, I would just keep him there. If you, you, if, you if you haven't sold him mid-season, then there's no point selling him now because you're going to get absolutely nothing for him. And you've got Chase Edmonds there as well. So I know, you, yeah. you, you know they like Chase Edmonds. Mm. Well, so. um, I tell you who I would sell, actually, as well, Alan Lazard, because I think the Packers will draft the wide receiver. I mean, if you get... A, I don't know, early third round, late second round pick, Brandon Lazard. Yeah, do it. I, 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 I'd get rid of him. Since I don't think he'll be the number two receiver in Green Bay. And you've, you've not got anything for him because you picked him up off waivers. You know, exactly. He's probably cost you a little bit of fab. But, yeah, it's worthwhile trading up for that. I think it's a good team. I, just, I, I think there's two weaknesses. I think, Jamie, you're right at QB. I, I think I'd be... I don't know, would you trade Ryan Tannehill and, let's say, a second-round pick for... Hmm, I'm just trying to think of a QB around about the 13, 14 range. Can I, can I say who I think you can probably... Sw- with someone who you can... There'll be, some, there'll be one owner who I reckon you can probably sh- trade Ryan Tannehill straight up for Matt Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. And I would and have Matt Ryan over Tannehill every single time. And I'm not being funny. If someone went, oh, can I have your second round pick? Because it's a late second round pick anyway. It's 2-10. Um, this is a 12-man league. So, yeah, I think I would do that as well. I'd say, all right, yeah. have the two ten, and I want Matt Ryan back. Yeah. Just quickly, first, the first thing I would do in this team is just, just, just drop Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I'd drop that as well now. <laughs> drop Gronkowski. Um, and trade one of your tight ends as well. Who's who here in of, of his tight ends do you guys think he's got the highest value right now? 
Johnny Smith. I, I say Tyler Higby's got more value than Johnny Smith right now because of how he did at the end of the season. I think you should probably trade one of them because yeah. Walker's going to be coming back. Both of them are good, but was last year's back end of the season with the Rams a bit of a flash in the pan for Higby? He's been in the league, what, five years, I think? And he's done absolutely nothing until now. Plus take five years for Titans and then we break out. <laughs> but I, I, I would capitalise on seeing what I, what the, what the league will, people in your league will value Higby at. He, Higby could break out next year, and this could be totally wrong. But I think I'm, I'm not sold on him having the same production as he had, did back end of last year. He, he's got lower draft capital than Everett, hasn't he? Um, for me, I, I just think they ran out of ideas, and he was just he was just checking down to Higby all the time. And I think that it, offensive it, it, line. It, it's a glaring sell. It's a glaring sell for me. Um, he, he, that's the highest value he'll have for, for me. And I think you can you can go and you can trade around and get something with a lot more upside for in the future. I, I think there's a lot of risk around Higby and that draft capital of Everett as well. The thing is, if you wanted to do something, if you wanted to build for the future, for example, like you, you thinking, right, my tight end versus McDonald with Big Ben back is probably serviceable. Jonu Smith is probably serviceable. It's not. Rob Gronkowski should be dropped. Higby, trade him for to someone who has like an Irv Smith. Irv Smith and a, and a pick for Higby. So you've got another young tight end and and an extra pick and you potentially could pick up another tight end, one of these tight ends in the draft then with the pick you get maybe. Um, and you are selling fairly high on Higby. No, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'll tell you, I, you're like this one, Jamie. I, I, I like Chris Godwin. A lot as a player, mm-hmm. um, I like him a hell of a lot. But Mike Evans is a better wide receiver. Yeah, um, actual NFL wide receiver. I mean, I don't for fancy. He's a bit. Well, they are two. Himself. They are kind of different how they play. But yeah, yeah but as in as in Mike talent Evans. wise, Mike Evans is more talented. Yes. Right. I saw this go down the other day. So someone traded Chris Godwin and their fourth round pick, 2020, for Julio Jones and a 2020 first, and it went down. Interesting. You making that move? So it was Godwin and a fourth for Julio and a first. Julio's probably got what two or three more years. And then you could, I, I you tend could probably... to, yeah, I tend to you... go with the. I look at players in a three-year cycle. So if a player still got me three years, and I don't whether or not he's thirty, thirty-one, and I think he's going to be good for three years, for another three years, a lot of people will go, "Oh, I've got to sell him because he's 30, 31. Yeah. Well, I look at it and go, "Well, he's going to play till he's 34, 35, and he's going to give me solid production." Julio. Julio is the type of player that will do a Larry Fitzgerald and move into the slot yeah. when he gets older. Yeah, I th- I would. Would you accept that? Because I'd be smashing the button. Yeah. To get the Julio I, side. Yeah. I, I, do you know the I, interesting? I, oh, I am, to... but it is roster dependent for me. Uh, if I've got another stud, younger wide receiver, that if you're in in a chance of, of winning the championship, I don't know who else you could pair him with. So you're getting rid of Godwin to, to add Juju and you need a running back. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. You well, I, get... don't think it, I, I don't think it matters because you still do it and you still get that first round pick in 2020. Yeah. So you can just draft one of these wide receivers coming out this year in yeah. Lamb or Judy. No, I agree. I'll t- tell you one thing. I'm looking at, the, looking at the team again and I would quite happily trade his four starting wide receivers. I would happily trade Devontae Parker right now. I would happily trade Robbie Anderson when he get once he gets a big contract and he leaves the Jets because he will get paid. Yeah. I would tr- I would quite happily trade Chris Godwin because his value is 
amazingly high. And I would trade Stefan Diggs because he's just not consistent in Minnesota. They're a running team. Cousins and well, Thielen are in love. Yeah, but even so, him, yeah, but even even so, he he hasn't proven to be consistent. So if someone if someone says to you, right, Shit Stefan Diggs, way. I'm gonna give you, I don't know, uh, Stefan Diggs, I will give you. I got him for a first round pick. I'll give you Terry. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you Terry McLaurin, and the two point one. No, I'm keeping Diggs. In a ten, in a I ten got, man league. I got Diggs. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm waving What's away. weird about this roster? I I won the KM20 last year with very sim- with the same wide receivers. I had Godwin, I had Fitz, uh, I think I had Deontay, and I and I picked up Diggs for his second mid mid season when he wasn't doing anything. And for for me, I I think there's tons of value in there. There's loads of production. Um, and I, I do think Diggs will, will get traded away and be a wide receiver, out and out wide receiver, somebody else, wide receiver one somewhere else. Unlike he is now, because there's too much of a target share with Thielen and and the tight ends, and they're a running team, so there's not enough to go around. If he gets traded to an air raid team, it, his value skyrockets. So I'm with you. I'd rather trade Godwin than Diggs because Godwin's value is so high at the minute. I'm going to put them in order of the way I'd trade them. So I'm trading Parker first out of all of these. Mm. Um, Second, I'm in agreement with you, Jamie. I would trade Robbie Anderson once he gets that new contract, wherever he goes. Um, Thirdly, I'm Chris Godwin. And then Diggs is fourth on this list for me. (laughs) I agree. I look at... (laughs) I think with Diggs, you're you're kind of not not specifically you boys, but people in general are going off that. Oh, but he's incredibly talented, and he does, shows us bits and bobs very occasionally, and he's going to be amazing if he moves to another team. But the thing is, he's he to, for me, he hasn't shown me that he can do a full season. Doesn't show me he can be the what he could be a wide receiver one. He hasn't shown me that he's worth he's he's as good as what his talent says he should be so i look at his points ppr points in last year and it's like five points eight points four points 14 seven two blow up games 45 20 then 18 4 7 23 11 15 12 14 and those last four four or five games are when um thielen was was injured why don't i why don't we judge these players the same way we do rookies and landing spots? Though sometimes the landing spot limits the production. Even even when even when you're you're a long-standing player, and I think that that's a big case for Diggs. I mean, once it's three four games in, he was kicking off. He's a bit petulant, right? But he was kicking off because he wasn't getting enough target shares. Then he has two blowout games because Cousin starts lashing the ball to him because he wants to try and keep him happy and keep keep the team sweet. So it it, it is a case that he might. He might be a bit of a bad apple in that team, but if he goes and he's he's getting all that attention, all the targets, his production will go up because it's it, surely it's a landing spot. You know, deems more production for him. That's that's the way I see it because he has got the talent, but he, he's not consistent because the Vikings aren't consistent in the way that they they throw the ball. No, I agree. I agree with you, Tim. So he caught. I'm just trying to have a look. He yeah, had nine, 94 targets last year. Uh, he caught 63 of them for 1106 touchdowns. I'm, 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 I will wait for him to prove me wrong, and I'll be happy. I'll, I'll hap- be happy to be proven wrong. But if someone's going to offer me, Diggs, Diggs reminds me of Mike Evans in the in the way that Diggs isn't in all... Mike Evans' class. No, but there's all me. the talent. There's all the talent there. But what I'm saying is, he's just in a really weird offense. Like Mike Evans should be getting targets galore. And you know as well as I do, Mike Evans around blow-up games and then he'll, he'll put a dud up for you the next week. Um, that's what I'm saying. He, remind, he reminds me very much of Diggs in that way. I just think if you put both of them in another offense, 
let's say you put them with Mahomes, the pair of them. What could happen? Yeah, but you could say that about Josh Dotson. Probably going to do well there. You could put me with Mahomes, and I'll probably catch some balls. I don't think so. I think I think it shows a player's what a player is when not when they're at their highs, but when they're at their lows, and they've got a, a horrendous quarterback. For example, Kirk Cousins. I'm not his biggest fan. I'm not horrendous, but you compare, for example, Diggs and I shouldn't be comparing, to someone like DeAndre Hopkins, who, remember the year when he literally went off and he had Brock Osweiler and, I don't know, four, three other awful quarterbacks. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is. McGloin there. <laughs> Probably. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I know you, you, you boys like Diggs. I don't, I don't dislike Diggs. The talent's there. He's just got to fulfil it for me to believe in him. I just I think he's, he's not, he's not a regular starter for me. I think he's, he's not about the quarterback, it's about the scheme. Yeah. Yeah, it's about scheme. But okay, let's have a think of another team who are like think of another team that's like it, it's like Amari Cooper at the Raiders. So it's, it's, like, to me. it's like it's like Seattle. Davis. Seattle. Like Davis. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah. They like they run the ball a lot, similar to the Vikings and he's Doug Baldwin DK, DK Metcalf was far better than Stefan Diggs this year agreed better quarterback but a running team doesn't see a huge amount of targets okay back end of the season he did I, you're never going to get an exact comparison but all I'm saying is I think Cousins is a with them running the ball should give a lot of play action for Cousins to be able to find Diggs open I just think Show, show me something. Was you, did you just say DK Metcalf had a better season than Diggs? For me, he was more impressive than Stefan Diggs this year. First year, every, like everyone said he couldn't do something. I would. I was more impressed by what DK Metcalf did this year than I did with, was with Stefan Diggs. I think that's a perception of where he was coming in. He, what, he, he wasn't seen as he was going to have the season that he did. Um, based on him being in the weight room too much, or you know, not being able to do a three cone drill properly, it was weird. Um, right. but the, the expectations high on Diggs. DK Metcalf's stats were nine thousand yards, seven touchdowns. Nine thousand yards, Jesus nine, Christ! That's a nine, record. Nine thousand, nine hundred. Sorry, nine hundred. Okay, yards, here's a question: touchdowns. Someone, if, if you've if you've got Stefan, you've got Stefan Diggs, and someone offers you DK Metcalf straight up, what do you do? No. You would rather have Diggs and Metcalf? Yep. Do either of you have DK Metcalf in any of your leagues? No, yep, I do. Okay, well, hopefully it's a league that I've got Stefan Diggs in because I will s- straight up trade you. Stefan Diggs, Diggs 1,130 yards, six touchdowns. Do not care. Has, I, 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 I would take no, DK don't. Metcalf every single day over Stefan Diggs for me. That's just me. This is the guy who hates Alan Robinson as well. So. <laughs> I never said I hated Alan Robinson. No. I just liked Robbie Anderson. <laughs> they just don't like Alan Robinson in fantasy. No, I don't dislike. I don't don't like him. I don't dislike him. He's just middleish for me. I, I think he's probably going to be if he gets a, if he gets. Well, let's put it this way: if you put Alan Robinson with Mahomes and Diggs with Mahomes, who gets more? Who, who does better? Mah- uh, Robinson would do better. Why? Because he's a better wide receiver than Stefan Diggs. He's a, he's a better route runner. I, 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 I'm, either way, mate, I'm, I'm just not... If, if Robertson's there and he's value for me, I'll pick him. Um, I would much prefer them to... If the Bengals... Not the Bengals. The Bears draft uh, traded for Andy Dalton, for example, then Alan Robertson's price goes up for me. Value goes up. Yeah, but that, that's what we're saying about Diggs, though. With cousins, so if you put yeah, but, another quarterback I've, in, there, I've, I've, if you put Andy, I, Dal- if you put Andy prefer- Dalton in there, I'd be happier. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, but Kirk Cousins is perfectly fine throwing the ball. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but listen, I, I'm not one of these people that gets on Kirk Cousins' backs. I'm not. I, I, I think he's an average quarterback. I think he's like Alex Smith. He just reminds me of Alex Smith. He's there, like he's, he's not. 
you're never going to, I don't think you're going to win a playoff game with him, for example, like a Super Bowl, for example. I don't think you're going to win a Super Bowl with him. Um, but he's a very, he's an average quarterback. He's an average starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, I've, I've said it all along, even when he was in Washington and moved to Minnesota. He got massively overpaid because he was the one big free agent and he's just... What? Where would you have Diggs on your wide receiver ranking? I know we've moved away from the roster a little bit, but I think it's a really a really key topic because he's one of those... He's polarising as a wide receiver in fantasy for me. Um, you know, three of us, we've got, me, and, me and Jack have got a similar view on him. Jamie's is, is, is vastly different. But he, yeah. he's, he can be a really big fantasy asset for you. I, back to this team, anyway, I just don't think out of them four wide receivers, he's the one you want to be selling because his value is probably the lowest out of all four. Agreed. That, that's my original argument. With this whole thing. I, I think his value will be higher than um, Robbie Anderson's. Yeah, it probably will. But name, still, name, name value. But I'd still sell the other two over him. It's, it's representative value against his talent, though. It's at its lowest. Whereas, what you could say is what you'll get for Robbie Anderson is probably a, it. It won't be far off his talent, if you get what I mean. So the upside on Diggs is high. The upside on Robbie Anderson is if he gets a, a decent trade, that would be his max value. I don't think there's much ceiling on top of what you'd get if he gets drafted to, I don't know, like you the said, the Packers or someone like, like it. Yeah, goes to the Raiders. That'd be disgusting <laughs> if Robbie Anderson goes to the yeah. Raiders. I think Robbie, so. uh, Robbie Anderson, yeah, to the Raiders. Robbie, uh, I think, isn't it Alan who, who wants Robbie Anderson in Philly? Yeah. yeah. They they need a QB with a big arm because he's got spits, so much speed. I think you put him in Green Bay. I think Green Bay's the perfect place for Robbie Anderson. But they've got a mediocre QB. I, I just think, I think we all point. agree that he's nowhere. No, Aaron Rodgers is not, not what Aaron Rodgers was. He's not as good as he was, but I just saw Ryan Tannehill go above him and start up. Yeah, that's a little bit silly. He's, just yeah. quickly, I'm just having a look at wide <laughs> receivers: Stefan Diggs or Calvin Ridley? Diggs. Diggs. Stefan Diggs or DJ Moore? More. DJ Moore. F1 Diggs or Kenny Golladay? Diggs, because I think Golladay's a sell. Oh, I'm buying. Stefan Diggs or Cooper Cup? Diggs. Jack? It's hard because I really like Cooper Cup. Same. Um, I'm wearing Cooper Cup. Stefan Diggs, ignore this injury as well, or Jarvis Landry? Diggs. Diggs. Every single wide receiver I've just listed, I take over Stefan Diggs. And they were middles. Um, I know that this is totally, a, 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 it got nothing to do with Stefan Diggs, but it's something that I've, I've been thinking about recently. And I'm interested to see what your boys' thoughts are. Tyreek Hill in PPR. I, I, I don't see... The wide receiver one in P- a wide receiver one in PPR. Agreed. I see a lot of people drafting Tyreek Hill in the f- back end of the first round, and I'm yeah, like, what? I've seen him go. The... I've seen him go at one point five. Jesus, above, I just above Devontae Adams. I don't. I don't get Tyreek Hill in PPR. No, Tyreek Hill is actually very boom or bust as well. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's, it's... It's not a good. It's not a good route to go. No, sorry, that was just a little tangent. I saw his name and it just popped in my head, and it's something that I always think whenever I hear, like, "Oh, Tyreek Hill going for the one point ten. What? I saw him taken before Nuke, Nuke as well, which blew me away a bit. Nuke, uh, that might be an age thing. Nuke's. I, I, I'm not sad, but it just might be. But Nuke's. Um, I think what's Nuke now? Twenty eight. But yeah, it's Nuke, a Super Bowl. It's, it's a Super Bowl pick, basically. It's the same reason we want to sell most of people like that. People are buying because they've, they've seen certain people win the Super Bowl and they're fresh in their minds. 
Anyway, speaking of, speaking of Tyreek Hill, I did the trade of the century last year for him. <laughs> Got him in KMD for a second round pick and traded his ass when he come back. <laughs> yep. Very happy with that. <laughs> I bet you are. I bet you are. Got first round pick for him as well. Not too shabby at all. And no doubt he'll do something dodgy in the off-season, like he always does. So, Sell Tyreek Hill now. Yeah, we, don't, we don't condone the um, Trick. beating. <laughs> um, right, yeah, that was um, our roster diagnosis. Bloody hell, 30 minutes in. Yeah, we do, we do, we do apologise. To be fair, we did spend 15 minutes talking about Stefan Diggs. Right, ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for the only bit you really listen to the podcast for. We all know that. Uh, the Robbie Aguayo corner, uh, where it'll either be a hit or a wide, wide right miss. Um, I'm going to start with Stefan. Um, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm in an airport and... Um, it, it pisses me off every time I go into an airport. This is a wide right miss. Is when you're going through the security bit, you put all your stuff on the tray, you get through, you go through the scanner, and there's people dressing themselves, fiddling around with the bags, just a big pile up of bags on the, the security tray roll up thing, and you're just having to fight and get people out of the way. And go, you go and take your tray, and you move it to a little changing spot, you get out of everyone's way, you have some consideration, but no. Every airport's full of pricks who get in my way. <laughs> and that, that is my little whinge based on, uh, uh, on, on security in airports. Do, do, do you know what pisses me off, Tim, at the airports? You know, um, you know say people. Sort of things. Yeah, people. But you know when you get to the security bit and then someone, like there's all them signs, no, no fluids or no liquids or anything like that. There's like massive signs yeah. and then someone's got like a bottle of water in their bag and then it's like... I, it shuts the whole line down. You're like, for fuck's sake. Like... <laughs> I just had somebody do that, took the water bottle out the bag and tried to walk through the scanner with the bottle of water. <laughs> you, should just, you should have shouted out, he's got a bomb. <laughs> I, just, I, just went, I just went, can, can you get out of my way? Like, just let me go through, please. Like, just, oh, I can't deal with this. Um, yeah, that, that's my uh, wide right miss, guys. Might resonate with some people. Um, but I don't really care. It pisses me off. Fuck airports. Fuck airports Fuck and security. <laughs> and people. <Fuck> people. <laughs> Go on in, Jack. What have you got, mate? Hit, hit or miss? Mine's a miss as well. Um, so I've listened to a few podcasts today. And I put a tweet about this, like out about it earlier. Every fucking one with about a five minute ad of how to shave my bollocks. <laughs> Mate, it is the fucking most annoying advert ever, that Manscaped advert. Um, literally, five podcasts today, and it was there fucking... So that's 25 minutes of my life wasted listening how to shave my bollocks. When, when you and already know. Thank you to our new sponsor, <laughs> Manscaped. Yeah, yeah. Um, you too could have... <laughs> Your bollocks looking like Jamie Byron's head. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not totally clean shaven. I'm. Not, I'm not fixed on the top. I tell you what, mate. If you, you if your bollocks nips. were like this, they would be. That would be really, really annoying. Get rid of the crabs. Have a bit sounds of fuzz. Like, Nothing too long. <laughs> Jamie sounds like a man who would know. I know everything. Oh. I'm wise. Jamie's got a manscape. Oh, I am. I fucking do not. I'm he a uses man. it on his head, on his he balls. Should, he should literally be called Ladyscape. That's what it should be called. <laughs> fucking lawnmowers. You use a lawnmower to cut your fucking lawn. 
Lawnmower Mark 2. No, it's just the same fucking thing as Mark 1 and whatever it is, but with a 2 instead of a 1 in it, or a 3 instead of a 2. Stop being a prick. Not you. Just them in general. You'd ask for a petrol-based petrol one, wouldn't you? Yeah, flipping. Of course I want a petrol-based one. I want a petrol one with... with with a choke on it and a little 200, 210 horsepower <laughs> <laughs> don't want it to nip your balls <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. Uh, anyway um, can we just go back to Casper match oh, <laughs> <God. laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> Sherry Berries oh, oh dear God. or Bluetooth Bluetooth oh. <laughs> well let's move on I'm... to me me, me, this is, this is me. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been struggling to think of one, and then I thought to myself, you know, what? I think I've got one, and it's a hit. Surprisingly, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go with a miss. Um, it is a podcast that I listen to. That's um, the <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Thank God. Um, it's, it's a basketball podcast. It's the, uh, the Ringer NBA show. I listen to that. They have episodes every every couple of days, three days, whatever it is. And um, John, I just and it's not always. I think they have two different presenters that do one with one and one with another. And it's really good. It's it's, it's quite good fun. And I think one of the guys is John Gonzalez, who's like what is it? Colleen Fox is Mr. or something like that, husband. And it's pretty funny. Um, but it gives you kind of a good bit of depth in, into the NBA. And it's not a fantasy one, but it's it's just good to listen to. So I'd recommend the Ringer NBA show to anyone who, who's interested in basketball. Very, very good. Um, you can find us on Twitter at kickers underscore matter. Our website is kickersmatterfantasyfootball.co.uk. Um yeah, and we we are sponsored by the lawnmower. <laughs> we are definitely not. We are more more like sponsored by a tractor. The tractor Mark Seven. Don't forget Steve, Steve Rain's bowl information coming out, guys. If you're listening, get signed up. Yep, I've got some information dropping tonight. So, um, if you are interested there's still spaces so please sign up um just go just search steve range bowl and you'll find information how to sign up etc coolio um we, we, we are sponsored by some airport in america with the coronavirus um good night everyone yeah. line it up baby night, everyone <laughs>